Greetings, folks, and welcome to another edition of the CIAC Cast. Sorry, we're a little day late this week, but we're happy to have you with us once again. My name is Joel Cookson. We had a lengthy edition of the CIAC Cast last week, I believe our, our longest uh, episode to date. So this week, we're going to actually be a little bit short, uh, just two guests to have with us this week. But as we do from time to time, the focus this week will be to give you a little bit of an insight into some of the inner workings of the CIAC to try to give our fans and folks a little bit better sense of how certain things work within our office uh, structure. So along that line, we'll be talking to the chairperson of the CIAC Board of Control, Robert Hale Jr. And we're going to talk to Paul Hoey of the CIAC office staff, who's going to provide for us a little bit of detail on a Board of Control ruling that actually came down yesterday, as well as talk a little bit about what the Board of Control does and how it operates within the CIAC structure. So, so those are our guests for this week. We thank you again for joining us, and let's get right into the heart of the podcast with our favorite returning segment, Things You Might Have Missed on CIAC Sports. Com. Just about every week, it seems like we're talking about new features for CIACsports.com, and this week is no different. First up, we had a new feature on our mobile site for folks who may be at games. If you happen to access or are looking to access the, our mobile site, which is CIACmobile.com on your smartphone or tablet, you'll be able to now look at rosters for the teams that are participating very easily. So if you go to our mobile site and then go to the schedule for either of the teams taking part in the game, there is now a game rosters link which will let you easily toggle between the rosters for the two teams taking part in the game so a nice new feature on our mobile site that we hope you folks will take advantage of when you're out at a competition also a new feature on CIACsports.com is part of our rankings which you can find by going to the individual sports page and then clicking on the schedules rankings uh, link something I do you know maybe 30 to 40 times a day I think but if you go to any of those pages and click on a rankings by class, you will now see a new column uh, within those rankings, which is the streak. And that is tells you the number of games that a team has either won or lost in a row with its current uh, results. So obviously not too tough. Even somebody like me could figure out the streak for anyone that's undefeated on there, but it does now give you a sense of what direction a team might be going in of late. Did they lose early and now seem to be picking up momentum as the season goes along? Did they drop some of their early games and then catch up and now starting to fade a little bit or vice versa? This gives you just a quick glance at what direction your team might be headed in recent events. So that's a, a great new feature as well that we hope you'll enjoy on CIACsports.com. Elsewhere on the site, we've got some new information, uh, a few posts, one from the report from the latest CIAC Board of Control meeting, which took place uh, just a few days ago. So we talk to our CIC Board of Control uh, chairperson in a little bit. You'll have a sense for some of the things that they're talking about. And also a new release about a new process that will be used to determine what divisions teams might be in for some CIAC championships. And that's one of the things we'll also get into a little bit later in the podcast. So some new stuff there as well. I encourage you to check that out. Also some new recent news from the NFHS, including a new pole vault coaching course that is available online at the NHF. NFHS, I always got that acronym wrong, uh, website. So encourage you to look that up if that's something that interests you as well. So that's what's new on CICsports.com. As always, we hope you check out the site and find interesting things there. Lots of information for fans and parents and players and coaches and just about everybody. So 
good stuff there all the way around. And then I think about wraps up things you might have missed as we now will move along to our first guest. As mentioned on podcast before, one of the things that we're trying to do with this little uh, endeavor is to remove some of the mystery that might exist around the CIAC. Certainly when I came on board last summer, it took me to some time to figure out how the organization was structured and where the rules come from, etc., how the enforcement uh, process works and things of that nature. So significant uh, sort of piece of that is the CIAC Board of Control. So we wanted to go right to the source, give our listeners a better sense of that portion of the CIAC. And so we reached out to someone who can offer a unique perspective on that. So I'm very pleased to be joined on the phone now by Robert Hale Jr., the principal of Westbrook High School and the chairperson of the CIAC uh, Board of Control. Uh, Robert, thanks very much for being with us. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Joel. Um, So I wanted to start off just a little bit by um, sort of asking you uh, about your background. As I said, the the chairperson of the CIAC Board and uh, Board of Control and the principal at Westbrook. Um, How long have you been at Westbrook and and how long have you sort of been involved with the CIAC Board of Control, either as the chair or, you know, as a, a committee member at large? Right. Um, I've been, this is my 19th year as principal at Westbrook. And um, before that, I was an assistant principal at the Morgan School in Clinton um, for seven years. And uh, when I assumed that uh, position, the principal there said, uh, how do you want to be involved with CIAC? Uh, So he really encouraged me to be involved, and I got involved with the field hockey committee. Okay. And, uh, you know, that led, I think, to uh, being a member of the board uh, after some years. And as a member of the board or an officer, I think I've been on the board now for about 10 years. Um, So I've seen, you know, quite a bit of uh, business go through the the committee, and uh, it's, it's incredibly interesting the kinds of things that you end up dealing with. So. Sure. Uh, well, that actually sort of answered my my next question. So, um, just you say, is that sort of how you got involved? Uh, was that something that you had sort of you know anticipated you might be doing, or did that sort of opportunity uh, emerge? And sort of the more you got involved in it, you sort of felt like it was something that was worthwhile. How did that sort of you know grow? Uh, kind of your involvement with the the committee structure with the CIAC. Yeah, I think. Great thing about being involved at CAS or CIAC is that you're networking with other interested people, people who are willing to go outside themselves and serve others, and uh, it's great just to connect with those people. Whether you're on it with a with a coach or an assistant principal, or another principal, um, every, everybody who gets involved is the kind of person who's going to step outside themselves. So it's great to connect with other people. Yeah, and that makes you want to connect more with other other people, <laughs> and be involved on a different committee or, um, you know, some other project. Uh, and the more people that you network with, the, the more you want to be doing that and support other people and have them support you. So, in addition to the service you provide for CIC or CAS um, and the particular sport and the young people that we serve that way. You're also, in, in essence, providing a service to yourself because you're you're getting to know other people who are in jobs similar to you. You get a chance to bounce ideas off them that may not even be related to the specific purpose you're there for. Uh, so I've always been felt myself blessed to be able to be involved in a number of ways. And certainly, you know, when if you're on the CIC board, you you know you're meeting every month with 15 to 20 people 
uh, you can develop a relationship with them, and uh, you end up knowing people across the state and uh, and hearing about different situations, the way things are handled. So it's a great opportunity to serve. It's a great opportunity to uh, to be served as well. Sure. Um, okay, so this I feel like this is maybe sort of the, the million-dollar question, and we'll sort of try to uh, um, get into this a little bit. You know, I think people, uh, you know, sort of generally, whether they're students or parents or, or coaches, uh, they know the board exists, and they, they may have a general sense of, of what its sort of mission is and, and what, it's, what it does. But if you had to sort of, you know, generally sum up kind of what the board's mission and function are within the CIAC, uh, how would you kind of do that? And, and sort of going along with that, who is, who is on the board along with you? What, what is sort of, what's the makeup of the board? Well, let me answer the second part first, then we'll go on to the purpose, <laughs> I guess, later. Uh, the makeup of the board is um, principals, assistant principals, uh, superintendent representative, uh, representatives from various uh, organizations that support um, athletics in the state. We have representatives from the athletic directors, from the coaches association, from the officials groups, uh, from the trainers group. We have a sports medicine uh, person there from the medical society. Um, so we really have everyone represented uh, who has a stake in high school athletics. And um, so they can bring their position to bear and uh, and have their voice be heard you know, in lots of important decisions. Sure. Um, the mission of the group, I feel, I don't know if it's written down anywhere, uh, is really twofold. First, to provide uh, a safe, healthy way for students to participate, uh, and then also to try to level the playing field as much as we can so that the competition is fair and um, and no one takes advantage unfair advantage um, of kids and or tries to uh, you know manipulate a system so that they can have an unfair advantage in competition sure um, so you know, I, I guess you know, the obviously the as you said the the board deals with some interesting and some tough you know sort of challenging uh, issues. I'm you know you've seen uh, lots of different things I'm sure come across the the committee's uh, you know the board's table over the years. What would you sort of say you know whether it's just sanctioning a school or, or whatever the sort of decision or, or challenge or issue might be? How would you sort of describe? Um, you know, I guess kind of what the, or if you were to sort of generalize a little bit, the the thought process or sort of the, the basis for board decisions. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm phrasing this quite the way I wanted, but sort of if you had to kind of sum up, you know, sort of what sort of you feel like the board is acting on, uh, you know, what's the rationale generally or, or sort of the foundation for the decisions that the board reaches? How, how do you think you would describe those? Sure. Um the foundation is really in the regulations of the CIAC that continually evolve. Uh, so every year we publish the blue book that goes out to principals and athletic directors. And it's our job to, you know, enforce those regulations, uh, but also to interpret them and then to adjust them when, when need be. Um, you know, I, having been on the committee for some years, uh, we've really moved significantly, I think, um, in favor of students' uh, access 
to uh, athletic participation yeah. and, um, and really worked not to penalize students when there was a problem. Uh, it used to be uh, when I first joined the board that, um, you know, if a student was uh, somehow played in a game they weren't eligible for, that the student was going to be ineligible for the rest of the season or similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, we've, and we've really tried to separate um, that so that if there was an adult error, the students don't end up paying it, uh, a real unfair penalty. Yeah. And tried to place the onus of responsibility where it belongs, and, and not on a student who may well have been, uh, you know, an innocent participant. Sure. So that that's one change I've seen over the ten years. Um, you know, sometimes uh, boards will the board will deal with, uh, you know, a student who may have played in a game who is academically ineligible for some oversight, and there's a, you know, a standard penalty that we assess. Um, but typically, the issues that come to the board uh, are the ones that don't, that are not addressed in the regulations, or they point us in a direction where a regulation may no longer apply or no longer be the best regulation for our particular time and situation. Sure. Uh, so sometimes we consider exceptions to our regulations, although because we want to be as consistent as possible, um, we're reticent to do that typically. But when we do, it forces us to look at that at that regulation in a new lens mm-hmm. and really reconsider is okay, if we're granting an exception, does this particular uh rule make sense anymore, or does it need to be tweaked in some way to adjust to you know other conditions that are around yeah, and then no i th- I think that's great um. So I guess, you know, the other thing that I think maybe people sometimes don't understand, and I'm going to be speaking with, with Paul Hoey uh, of the CIAC, who, who really under, obviously knows the nuts and bolts uh, very well of, the, of this sort of system. You know, I think people obviously also know about the sport committees, you know, that make determinations for championship uh, regulations and things like that. Sort of how does the the structure work in terms of where the sports committees fit in Sort of within the structure of the CIAC's, you know, um, system in terms of the board of control. Just sort of, if you were sort of drawing, you know, a chart or, uh, you know, kind of trying to map out how the the system is structured. Where do the sort of the sports committees fit in in that structure? Sure. This, each uh, each of the CIAC sports has a committee that oversees their specific tournament and the rules that that they go by during the season. Um, you know, sometimes there are interpretations to the National Federation rules that a sports committee can make, or we have our own Connecticut rule that's a little bit different on top of those, and the sports committees handle that. But each of those committees is under the umbrella of the CIAC, and the CIAC board would be directing those. Sure. So, so there is a lot of autonomy that the board affords to those committees because sports are different. Um, and have different needs, individual sports as opposed to team sports, and um, you know contact sports, non-contact sports. They all have different needs, and the, the committees really react well to them. Um, the committees typically uh, have more coaching representation than we would see on the board, um, so that they're much closer to the situation and able to make a better decision for that particular sport. Yeah, uh, it's our job on the board to make sure that the Sports committees 
um, don't go too far afield from each other uh, because, again, we want to have some level of consistency. Um, it used to be that all sports had to have, uh, for tournament qualification, for instance, um, you'd have to win more than half your games. Right. Um, but as conditions have changed, some sports wanted to fill up the tournament brackets, and the board has approved, you know, a 40% level. Um, you know, I recently made a change for hockey so that they could fill their brackets because the way hockey matches teams is a little bit different than every other sport. Right. But it's important that those kind of decisions come to the CIAC board so that we can look at all of the other sports and see that we're operating on a somewhat level playing field and um, and approve those decisions so that we don't go in 36 different directions at once. Yeah. No, certainly makes sense within the uh, within the structure. And uh, well, uh, so I'll get you out here. Sort of one final question. Let you get back to uh, to business there at, at Westbrook. We certainly appreciate you chatting with us. But um, what would I guess? Sort of my final question is, how would you, what would you say your experience has been like, uh, both sort of as a board member and now as the board chairperson? You said you've been involved for you know for many years now. How would you sort of describe the experience? Uh, of being in these positions and and sort of you know working on some of these issues that have come up. Well, you know, you never stop learning. Um, every discussion that we have, uh, you hear a perspective that you hadn't considered before, and that's the value of having a committee. Uh, you could just have uh, a bureaucrat somewhere who would be enforcing the rules, and and that would be it. But then you lose the the value of different perspectives, different experiences. Um, and that synergy that comes from working together. And clearly, uh, you know, I think I alluded to it earlier, um, you benefit from it as well as um, the organization and, and the sports and the young student athletes that we serve. Um, so it's always a learning experience. Um, again, we, the situations that come to the board are, are typically ones that haven't uh, arisen before. Yeah. So we're having to consider things that are on the cutting edge, so to speak, um, learning about what's happening in different states, uh, a, a scenario you might not have imagined based on your own school experience, and uh, it really enriches the way you look at, uh, at school in general and, you know, athletics in particular. Yeah. Well, we certainly uh, appreciate you taking the time. I, I think the one thing that's always great to point out in this uh you know, applies for, for all of our committees. Uh, you know, the CIAC itself has maybe, uh, you know, five or six full-time staff people, but all of these folks on these on the board and on the sport committees are all volunteers uh, that, that sort of, you know, donate their time, so to speak, to, to sort of help administer uh, all of these championships. And it's certainly the, the CIAC as it is would not function without all of those incredibly dedicated folks who uh, who give up their time. As you said, the board meets once a month, which is pretty unprecedented in terms of the committee structure within the CIAC. So we certainly appreciate all the all those volunteers and all they do for the CIAC and for the student athletes and appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Well, my pleasure, and I thank you on behalf of everyone who volunteers for CIAC. It's a great organization, and uh, you know people have a passion for what they do, and, and it's one way to show it. All right, great. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. We very much thank Robert Hale, Jr. for chatting with us. He's a very busy man, and certainly appreciate him taking the time to kind of talk a little bit about the CIAC Board of Control and some of the things that he's noticed from his time uh, with that organization. So really appreciate him 
taking the time to chat with us. And now we will quickly move along to our next guest, someone else who's very familiar with the CIAC Board of Control and someone who can provide an interesting perspective on several different things for us and the podcast this week. Chatting now with Paul Hoey, who is the assistant. Wanted to talk with him about a couple things, but first off, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about um, yesterday's Board of Control meeting. Um, they adopted a new proposal uh, that came from a subcommittee of the changing a little bit um, some of the ways that we do seating or classification. Uh, so I thought maybe you could explain to folks a little bit um, what the changes are and, and what it's going to mean uh, for our tournaments next year. Well, I think it would probably be good to give just a little bit of background as to why you know uh, we we're proposing uh, some changes that the board uh, uh, reviewed yesterday. Right at the end of the tournament in, uh, in 2012, uh, we received a request from two member school principals to uh, reconsider how we place teams in tournament. Uh, there were two magnet school principals, small schools, and under the present system in basketball, they, uh, they had their enrollment doubled as do all the schools of choice uh, around the state as well as the parochials. Uh, they believe that that was unfair because not all of the schools of choice uh, were included in uh, a multiplier. Uh, namely, the, the board concurred that you know there was an inequity there and then uh, asked the, uh, the basketball committee and others to review the policies that were presently in place and at the same time establish a subcommittee of the board to look at it in general because other committees had expressed an interest in using a system similar to basketball. Uh, after approximately a year of study and looking at various options, the committee uh, recommended to the board yesterday uh, that a multiplier not be used uh, in any case, that the enrollments for individual schools would remain as is, and the only factor that would be used to move a team up in tournament that can draw from outside of their school district boundaries would be success in tournament. Right. Therefore, you know, uh, the proposal is to look at schools and how successful they have been uh, in either the quarterfinals on or semifinals on. Uh, and if they have been successful two of the last three years, they would be moved up one division. If they've been successful three of the last three years, they'd be moved up two divisions. And that would be the initial start of the program. Uh, then every year, uh, we would look at the uh, uh, new data and if, uh, if they continue to be successful, uh, they will continue to move up or remain in the division uh, that they are in. If they're successful to not make it into the quarterfinals or semifinals of the tournament, then they'll eventually move back down uh, to where their enrollment figures would place them. Right. Okay. So, and obviously, as you said, this will be used for basketball in uh, for the 2013-14 season and then... The recommendation of the committee was that this is an optional program. Uh, it will be used by the, the Boys and Girls Basketball Committee beginning in the 2013-14 uh, seasons. And uh, other committees, if they wish to use it, can use the same format. The committees will have to, the committee will probably endorse this uh, for the fall uh, and definitely basketball in the winter. Right. In this region, you know, a, a school that's... These are charters, uh, magnets, uh, cultural schools, um, uh, schools that uh, participate in Project Choice where they have 25 or more uh, students coming in from outside the district by gender. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've defined those schools and uh, we have data from the state that, that tells us how many students are enrolled from, uh, from outside the district in those uh, communities or those schools. 
and they go uh, so they're easily identifiable. Yeah. All right. Well, switching gears here a little bit, uh, one of the things I've said I try to do with this podcast every now and then is is give folks uh, on the outside a little bit of a glimpse of how the the operation works here in uh, in Cheshire, uh, assuming that folks think that it. So we uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the board of control, um, mm-hmm. which is certainly a, a pivotal organized board member, uh, mm-hmm. and now is the sort of CIAC liaison to the board. So I guess my first question is if you were sort of trying to explain to someone who's familiar or control is first of all is an elected body you know principals uh, superintendents that serve for a duration of time on the board Uh, their primary uh, responsibility is to oversee the board and for the uh, the membership uh, in in general Uh, bringing office for the board is that we are the uh, classified as the keeper of the rules uh, they they're responsible for executing changes in bylaws uh, or new regulations that you know, they then take to the annual meeting each year, where the membership, where the member school principals vote on uh, the, uh, uh, any in May. Uh, the board deals with many issues, um, not only bylaws, eligibility issues, um, uh, regulations, regard activities that we can be involved in. So they oversee the whole operations. Uh, they volunteer their time uh, to serve on the, on the CIAC board, and they, and they give a considerable amount of time uh, each year. Meet uh, monthly, and oftentimes more often than that, you know, through conference calls and so on. Yeah, on um, the organization, um, you served as a as a board member, and uh, at at time in your career, changes have you seen uh, sort of from the board in terms of policy or bylaws or things like? Recently, do you feel almost uh, forty years involved in the? Uh, in this organization, either as a, a high school principal and or as a, a staff member here. Uh, I find the, that the board has been very good decisions they make or changes that they make are meaningful changes that are going to improve uh, high school athletics and are, are going to benefit our, our, our member schools and, and the students they serve. Uh, steady in how they approach things uh, and um, any they take changes in bylaws or um, or regulation very seriously, and uh, uh, consequently, you know, when we do make a change, it is a substantial change uh, within our regulations. Yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah. thank you uh, for your time, and certainly mm-hmm. let you get back to work here, and uh, in in keeping those rules, as we as you say. Yes. An administrator heavy edition of the CIAC cast this week, but we do hope that you. Uh, enjoyed this look at, as I said, a little bit of a look inside some of the things that go on here at the CIAC. And we really hope you folks uh, are interested in some of these different looks that we give you from week to week. We will be back next week, and we thank Robert Hale Jr. and Paul Hoey for joining us. We'll be back again next week, as I said. Some more guests, some more CIAC discussion. Who knows what will be on tap when you come and join us again next week. Hope to be back on our regularly scheduled Thursday next week as well. So as always, you can get in touch with us at CIACCast at CASCIAC.org if you have things you'd like us to chat about. If you want to know or you want to dictate what will be in next week's edition, we're certainly happy to hear from you. And once again, we thank you very much for joining us. Have yourselves a great weekend. Get out and enjoy some CIAC action. 